Okay, guys, are you ready to hear a story? This one is called A Boy and His Toys and is written by Betty Yang. Barry was a four-year-old boy who loved playing with his toys. After dinner one evening, he was playing with his toys as usual. His mum had asked him to tidy up his room several times, but he was just too involved in his play to take any notice. Barry's bedroom was always very messy. Most of his toys were broken, with pieces scattered everywhere. That particular night, Barry was so tired that he fell asleep with his toys scattered all around him. His mum opened the door of his room, had a look, and sighed. She then turned off the light, closed the door, and left Barry to sleep. The ballerina spoke first. My shoes, she cried. They're lost. I can't dance without my ballet shoes. And I can't ride my bike without my helmet, chimed in a motorbike rider with a yellow motorbike. Has anyone seen my oars? I can't row my boat without oars, added a rower. I'm missing a piece of railway track, complained a train driver. I have nothing to drive my trains on. Where are my ducklings? Oh, my babies, a mother duck fretted. A commotion grew with all the complaining. Finally, they found the toy police officer and told him what had happened. The toy police officer sighed. I would like to help, but I can't. I've lost something too. The siren that goes on top of my police car. Not knowing what to do, they all sat down to think about how to solve their problem. Suddenly, the police officer had an idea. I've got it, he exclaimed. We can send a message to Barry through his dream. The other toys agreed that it was a great idea. They stood in a circle, hand in hand, gathering all their power together and sent out a message to Barry's dream. In Barry's dream, he was wandering down a road when he suddenly came to a huge gate with the words, Welcome to the World of Play on it. Barry was very excited. He approached the entrance and said to the security guard, who was dressed like a police officer, Hello, sir. May I play inside? Sure, replied the security guard. But you look a bit too young to go in alone. Take this beacon with you. If you get lost, push this button and I will come help you. All right, thank you, Barry beamed, taking the beacon in his hand. The beacon was a short, round, orange plastic cylinder, like a small police car siren. Make sure that wherever you go, you take that beacon with you, boy, the man reminded Barry. Barry waved his hand and ran inside. I will. Bye. After playing on a merry-go-round for a bit, Barry set off exploring. After a while, he found himself watching some ballerinas dancing on a stage. All of the girls were dancing in pairs, except for one who danced on her own. Barry looked around for her missing partner and noticed another ballerina sitting on her own beside the stage. She looked like she'd been crying. Hi, he said. Why aren't you dancing with the others? I can't find my ballet shoes, replied the ballerina, looking sadly down at her bare feet. Barry felt sorry for the ballerina, but he didn't think he could help, so he said goodbye and walked on. Soon, Barry came to a racetrack. Five motorbikes were circling around it very fast. He noticed a yellow motorcycle parked nearby, with no rider on it. At that very moment, a motorbike rider walked up to him and said, Hi, little boy. I bet you'd like a ride. Barry nodded his head eagerly. Well, I'd like to take you for one, but I can't because I can't find my helmet. Oh, Barry said disappointedly. He sighed and walked on. 
Next, he came to a beautiful river. A few people were rowing their boats happily. Barry was sitting on the wooden jetty, watching the scene with fascination when an empty rowboat came floating past. Without thinking, Barry jumped on board as it passed in front of him. He soon noticed, however, that there were no oars inside. He could only sit as the boat floated along with the breeze. After a while, he noticed that he was drifting further and further from the other people in rowboats. The river became narrower and the water was starting to rush. Suddenly, someone on the riverbank shouted to him, Hey boy, jump out of the boat, you're coming to a waterfall. Now aware of the danger in front of him, Barry quickly stood up and jumped in the water. He was so nervous, however, that he forgot all about the beacon. He didn't notice it left behind on the boat. Luckily, the river was not too deep where Barry jumped in. He managed to stand up and waded to the bank. Although he was a bit wet, Barry felt safe again. He decided to follow a group of people walking nearby. They soon came to a small train station. The train was coming. When it arrived at the station, the people got on excitedly and found themselves seats. It was wonderful to relax and enjoy the beautiful scenery as the train chugged along. It was not long, however, before the train screeched to a halt. The driver came to explain, Sorry folks, I have to stop here. There's a piece of railway missing on the bridge and it's too dangerous to pass. I have to wait for help to repair it. I'm afraid everyone will have to walk back. Disappointed, the train's passengers stepped down and began the walk back. Barry walked slowly behind. He'd been walking a short while when he became aware of three fluffy yellow ducklings waddling past. He decided to follow them as they turned down a narrow path. The path led deeper and deeper into the forest, where huge tree branches blocked out the sun. It became darker and cooler. The path became narrower and eventually could no longer be seen. The little ducklings stopped. They were lost and far from other people or animals. One duckling looked back and said to Barry, Hey you, why are you following us? I don't know, Barry blurted out. Where are you going anyway? We're looking for our mum. We're lost, the ducklings wept. Oh, said Barry. He felt worried. I'd like to help, but I'm also lost. And where is my beacon? Barry began to search for it frantically. Oh no, I've lost that too. Barry was devastated. Just as he started to feel tears well up in his eyes, he woke up from what had become a very miserable dream. He sat up, got out of bed, and without thinking, began to tidy up his toys. He put the ducklings closer to the mother duck. He found the lost piece of railway track and reconnected it to the track on top of the toy bridge. He put the oars on the rowboat and returned the police siren from the boat to the top of the toy police car. He searched around and found the yellow helmet for the motorbike rider and put it on his head and then returned the ballet shoes to the ballerina. Barry tidied his toys carefully and seriously. He felt tired but satisfied with his work. He then climbed back into his small bed and fell asleep again. This time he had a sweet dream. In the morning, when his mum opened his door to wake him, she was thrilled to see his room looking so neat and tidy. This is unbelievable, she exclaimed. When she looked at Barry, she could tell from his face he must be having the sweetest dream, so she left the room and closed the door quietly.
From that night on, Barry always tidied his toys after he finished playing with them. And now, 20 years later, Barry is all grown up and has become a successful electrical engineer with all kinds of tools arranged tidily in his workshop. Well, that was a sweet story. I do hope that you all remember to tidy your bedrooms and put your toys back where they belong at the end of the night. Thank you so much to everyone who's been leaving reviews for us on iTunes and Facebook. This review is titled Best Stories in the Universe. We love your stories. They are the best stories in the universe. We listen to them every night before bed. We think we'll still love them when we're 34. Our favourites are the Buffy Bunny stories, especially when he comes to New Zealand. From Marlo, who's six, and Oscar, who's four, in Auckland, New Zealand. Thanks so much, guys. We're so glad you like our stories. If you like the Buffy Bunny in New Zealand story, I wonder, have you listened to the story about Peewee and the Roo? Because that's also set in New Zealand, so you might like that one. This next review says, Hi, these stories are terrific. And there's a love heart emoji and then a couple of people emojis. And it says, My name is Dulcie. I'm six and I live in Australia. All these stories are just great. Thank you for sending delicate things out. Bye. P.S. You are a wonderful star with a star emoji. Just as you are. XOXO love heart emoji. Aw, thanks so much. This review says, please read with an exclamation mark so you know that they mean it. My mummy and I have listened to your stories on our car rides and bedtimes together for almost a year. One of my favourites is Not Right Now, Emily. I just love this podcast. Love, Marilyn, six years old from California. Aw, thanks, Marilyn. I'm glad you enjoyed that story. I really enjoyed writing it. This next review is also from New Zealand. It says, I like the bunny stories. Thanks for your stories from Lily in Aotearoa. Thanks, Lily. We're so glad you like them. And this last review says, We love, in capital letters, this wonderful podcast. My five-year-old daughter loves, in capital letters, to listen to your stories. She says, I love your stories. Please tell me the story about two bunnies who go on a date, please. Thank you for the wonderful stories. We truly adore this podcast. Blair and her mummy in CA, USA. Oh, that's an interesting one, Blair. Maybe Buffy Bunny could get a girlfriend? Hmm, we'll have to think about that. Thank you so much to everyone who left a review. If you'd like to leave a review, you can do so on iTunes or on Facebook. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.